Welcome to My Hometown Artist Podcast. We talk about showing up authentically on social media as an artist, creative, or right-brained entrepreneur, so you can do what you love. I'm your host, Hannah. I'm here to help you find self-growth, expand your work, and have more fun trying new things. We stay curious and focus on being solution-driven. Let's get to it. Yeah, how, how has your day been today? It's been, yeah, quite busy, quite content heavy. <laughs> I've been like creating a lot of content. So yeah, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to set the, the scene for everybody, all the listeners who are going to hear about this. It's, it's springtime in the Northern Hemisphere, which we're both in, I believe. So mm-hmm. it's, it's springtime yes. for you as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. Quite sunny actually today. So <laughs> made <Gotcha>. my day. <laughs> okay. And and if, if you're okay saying so, where are you generally based out of? What's your general location? I'm based in Glasgow, Scotland. So um yeah, usually quite a rainy country, <laughs> I would say, but yeah, today was was quite good. <laughs> oh, that's nice. That's wonderful. Yeah, I, I'm going to be going. It's not a matter of if it's when I'm going to Ireland and Scotland and Iceland for like a three part trip because I want to knock them all out. Um, so do you have a recommendation in Scotland or if you've been to Ireland too, um, of where to go? Not like the tourist location, but like the hidden gems. Do you know anywhere that's good to go? Well, I would say that the entire Scottish country is a hidden gem in itself. Yes. <laughs> because if you love nature and you love like dramatic scenery, um, you know, you'll be you'll be so happy in Scotland. <laughs> That's for sure. Because <laughs> oh there's my um, gosh. I would say, yeah, if you could go up in the Highlands and go see Glencoe, um, and you know, the the kind of Scottish islands as well, like the Isle of Skye. Uh, Orkney mm. all these kind of things you'll you'll be so happy I'm sure <laughs> it's uh, oh. I'm actually excited for you to I've never been to Iceland I've haven't been mm. to Ireland as well even though I'm just next door <laughs> uh, mm. for you if you're if you're going to Scotland it's it's an amazing yeah. country and people are so nice here honestly um I just thinking about it makes me want to cry because it's been number one on my list Basically, since I decided I I loved traveling a lot, I'm like, I got to go. So I'm excited. I think that it might be in the summertime um, Uh because that's a great time to visit um, Iceland. It's pretty, pretty exciting there that time. Um, Uh But yeah, if I ever go, I will let you know and I will be very annoying and ask you about all the places that she oh, no worries. And we can meet up as well i'm more than happy to show you around glasgow for sure oh my so. gosh i would die i'd be so <laughs> excited but thank you for talking with me thank you for telling us about your expertise um can you tell us who you are and what you do for artists Aha, uh-huh, of course. Uh, so my name is Lauren and I'm a brand and marketing strategist for introverted artists. I uh, basically help introverted artists to master their brand and marketing strategy authentically so that they can grow their creative business confidently without pretending to be someone they're not, uh, wanting to hide or exhausting themselves. So, you know, all the kind of classic introvert st- struggles <laughs> and mm. um as you can tell by the accent i'm french <laughs> uh, but like we were talking about I'm, I'm based in scotland so yeah and apart from that i'm a creative myself as well uh, i love singing writing songs sewing crafting 
yeah, <laughs> that's me in a mm. nutshell. <laughs> that's awesome. And then are you a self-proclaimed introvert? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, okay. absolutely, yes. <laughs> Always okay, I, I, I appreciate a good introvert. <laughs> are you an introvert yourself as well? I or? feel like I'm about... I feel like I'm right in the middle, like maybe 60, 40, a little bit more introverted. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty like ambivert in the middle. I think I've okay. just taught myself all the skills of an extrovert. And I was like, wow, life is really, really cool when you have those skills. So I've just been faking uh-huh. it for a long time. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. Which you probably understand that. And yes. how did you become a brand and marketing strategist for artists and creatives? So... Basically, as far as I can remember, I always wanted to work within the creative industries um, and working with artists. But I'm sure a lot of uh, creatives would identify with that, that, you know, when you're younger and you're 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 saying that you want to have a creative career in any way, a lot of people see that as a risk. (laughs) So that's kind of what happened to me. And I kind of got pushed into uh, studying business. So I have to two business degrees and after that I spent eight years working in corporate marketing so nothing to do with the creative industries and Mm. the result of that was that I was really unfulfilled and it's always been in the back of my mind that I really wanted to work with creatives and artists because that's what I'm passionate about creativity and um, and basically after eight years working in corporate marketing I told myself that you know enough was enough (laughs) I'm so I was Mm. so unfulfilled and I really wanted to start uh, doing something about it and I thought okay well I'm just going to quit my job and actually decide to really pursue my dream and thought that I could put all my experience in marketing and um, and branding and put that to good use to help creatives and artists and I guess put for the introverted side it just came from um, it's one thing to do marketing for other people <laughs> and it's a, another thing altogether to do it for yourself and so when I kind of got into the entrepreneurial world I had to experience all the kind of difficulties as an introvert that and I had to overcome them uh, Mm -hmm. myself and I I don't know if you've experienced the same thing as well marketing for yourself Hannah but uh, I feel like often you attract people like yourself (laughs) when you start Mm -hmm. developing your own personal brand and before I knew it I ended up working with mostly introverted creatives and I thought okay what because of all the the um, experience I had with overcoming my own challenges, I thought this is what I'm going to be focusing on and committing to. And here I am. <laughs> mm. So I love that. I had a very similar experience uh-huh. with with my previous jobs where I just felt like I was holding on to these moments where like I could feel like I was supporting creative people or being a part of it or, mm-hmm. you know, taking those moments where I could. And then I was like, what if what if I just made that every day, the whole focus yeah. of everything? And then I was like, oh, this is definitely a perfect combination of everything I love to do. Mm-hmm. And I get, I mean, artists are amazing. And you're totally right that the people that find you end up being, you know, a certain type of person. And then, and then you kind of discover who's your favorite people within that group. Like for me, you know, I love creatives and artists because I love that they're, they're usually like, really excited about what they're doing and they're really uh, unique people and they're really brave people but Mm -hmm. specifically I love you know artists who are also like lighthearted and 
and introspective and kind of like me. So uh-huh. it makes me it makes me like gravitate th- towards those people and it makes my content like come out a certain way to attract those people. So yeah. like introverted artists, I adore them. They're so wonderful. I love how their brains work and I want everyone who's introverted to know that that does not mean you can't do it. Um, mm-hmm. we, yeah. we absolutely don't believe in that. I don't think either of us believe you should like not try this because there is ways to get around it and you know everything about that. I would love to ask you, what is your top tip for avoiding burnout if you are an introverted artist listening to us right now? Well, thank you so much for asking this question, first of all, because that's one that's (laughs) quite close to my heart because I have personally experienced burnout and depression as a result of trying to grow my own business the extrovert way (laughs) and uh, it took me a year to recover actually so anything I can do now to kind of prevent that from happening for other people I would (laughs) but Mm. I would say that yeah my 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 top tip for avoiding burnout as an introverted artist is really to stop forcing yourself or pushing yourself to do anything and start supporting yourself instead Um, that's something I had to learn the hard way because I think um, a lot of introverts are particularly prone to burnout because we don't, we're not always aware of how to handle our own energy. Like, mm. I always so- thought of myself as an introvert, but it's only over the past two years that I truly understood what introversion really meant <laughs> and the fact that it's a temperament that you have that means that, uh, you know, um, stimulating environments, uh, socializing, uh, you know, anything that requires a lot of effort from you is going to drain your energy as opposed to energizing you. Um, mm-hmm. And I wasn't aware of that. And so I kind of took on a lot of the, see, when you get into the entrepreneurship world, uh, you know, you get bombarded with a lot of these messages that ask you to get out of your comfort zone, put yourself out there, um, mm-hmm look at fear in the eyes and do it anyway and all these kind of things that I was really taking on and and you know there's a lot of guilt that's associated with that as an introvert because a lot of the time for me I was just trying to you know work really hard and power through my to-do list and and carry on as as much as I could and sometimes it's mixed up with a lot of fears like the fears of showing up showing your face and all these kind of things and and you you end up pushing and pushing and if you can't do that anymore it's almost like you don't want it badly enough or you're, mm. you know, you're not cut out for business. And that's the message that you hear all the time. And that's something it's like hustle culture, basically. <laughs> and mm. I, I really f- firmly stand against that. And things have really started to change for me when I really started really owning my introversion and going, do you know what? This is just my, how my, my brain works. And um, I do need time to recharge. I cannot overload myself and see if there's a lot of uh, networking to do, for example, or if I have to put myself out there, I know that the energy is going to go down. So I need to allow myself more time to recharge. I need to learn how to listen to myself and support myself. And I guess the the key thing that I would say is stop forcing yourself or pushing yourself to do anything because that when you experience resistance to something, I think it's usually a sign that you you you're telling you that's the moment where you should acknowledge that you need support more than anything else rather than just pushing some more so instead mm. ask yourself how can i make it easier on myself and um you know what what's the easiest way for me to get 
this or that done. So for example, if you're facing a massive to-do list and you're overwhelmed, there's just so much to do, instead of going, oh, I'm going to push myself to do everything because everybody else needs to be doing so, ask yourself, okay, how can I get one task done today, for example? And sh- you should mm. be happy with your progress that way. So I guess, yeah, that's my biggest mm. tip. For that is so, so good. I love that. And it, you made me think about just the the key difference that I mean, when I'm doing calls with clients, it comes up a lot, which is knowing the difference between knowing that you're being challenged in a way that's that's doable and that feels like the right thing for you and that feels like it's going to benefit you and you mm-hmm. can handle it. And then being being challenged to the point of it's not challenge anymore. It's overwhelm. It's it's uh-huh. not it's so unnatural to me. And it's it's so much for me that my ner- like my nervous system can't handle all these things I'm being asked to do or like change my ways or, Mm -hmm. or anything. And even when it comes down to just networking, like on social media or in real life for your business, that everyone has a different threshold for that. So Mm -hmm. if you're, if you're looking at someone else and they're a year or two ahead of you in their art business and you say, well, you know, Dave goes out and he talks to, you know, 20 people a day about his art and, he can handle it and he does it all day. Well, that is his business model. Uh, if if an, someone else is posting their face every day and they're comfortable with it and they're replying to comments all day, that's because that's what they can handle. And exactly. your only job is to do exactly what your energy and your personality should and can allow and mm-hmm. not what you should do, but what you could do in a day, just 24 hours to further your career. It's not everything Uh that is so amazing that that tip is really really good and I appreciate your approach to things being someone who's gone through that because I know what it's like to be burnt out and the only way to come back is to get really real and to take care of yourself and Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that you're helping people not have to do that in the first place uh, cause that's a really amazing thing to do. And <laughs> I, I would love to, to ask you more about even the details about what we do as artists, even beyond social media. Um, my, my question for you is how should an introverted artist or creative person approach things like cold calling and networking and lead generation, things that involve a lot of social energy, how would you recommend they approach that so that they they respect their their natural tendencies? I think there are, there's a few things for that. And that's a great question, actually, because that's probably one of the things that I get asked the most is how do you actually interact with others when, you know, sometimes you don't know what to say. It's awkward. And like you said, it takes so much energy <laughs> to do that. Mm-hmm. So I think, first of all, I would say it's important to honor your introversion and like I was saying earlier, like accept that this is your temperament. And so that means that in periods where you know you're going to have a lot of socializing or uh, like let's say you need to attend a networking event or something like that, um, make sure that you have plenty of time to recharge afterwards and also set yourself a time frame. So I'll give you an example. <laughs> For me, every time I attend a networking event, like there is one I went to in November that was a music industry conference. Um, and... I love that. I love interacting with others. It's not that I don't like socializing with people. I love that. But I know that at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I'm drained, like completely drained. And it's really hard for me to have any more brain power for doing anything else. So 
After that conference, I allowed myself two days to do nothing and no pressure on my shoulder whatsoever of achieving anything. Um, mm. So that's something to consider, even within the context of, of social media, for example. Um, like I know that when you have to do a bit of engagement on social media, for example, for the purpose of growing your page and, and getting eyeballs to your page, for me, I always do it in the morning and I set myself a maximum, maximum of one hour uh, time frame to do it. So that I I don't completely burn myself out for the rest of the day because I have other things that I need to do. There's content to create, people to talk to, and you need to really manage that by setting some clear timeframes um, for that for that aspect. But I would say that um, another thing is when it comes to lead generations for introverts, I'm a big believer of attraction marketing rather than constantly having to go and you know. Uh, initiating the conversations with people so I think a big part of that should be that your content should do the heavy lifting for you so you should ideally uh, make sure that you get more people coming to you rather than you having to initiate the conversations because that takes a lot more energy from you as well rather than responding to what other people are or doing when they're contacting you as well so um I would say, I mean, I do have a lot of tips as well for that, mm. to, you know, to make that easier. Because I know that a lot of people, often when creatives come to me and they talk about networking and their difficulties with networking, they, they often tell me how they feel awkward doing it. Um, I don't know if mm. that's also maybe some of what creatives tell you as well, also, Hannah. But yes, just, yeah. Um, yes, they absolutely do. I, can you tell us more about about the other point you mentioned about attracting your audience through mm -hmm. your content and you can even you know speak about when we talk about content on this podcast we're usually talking about social media but I would mm -hmm. love to hear just your even like a bigger picture view about how to do that how to attract your audience with your, with your content well it's it mm -hmm. all comes down to to really your <laughs> it's all about your messaging <laughs> I would say so I think what's important with content is being clear exactly on what you're all about and being clear on who you're talking to, uh, so your target audience. Because I, th I think a lot of the things that I see creatives do in general when they approach social media content uh, or any kind of content for that matter, that could be a blog, building a blog or a newsletter, mm -hmm. um, video marketing, etc., is often it's coming from a place of, okay, here's what I have, here's what I've made, Here's what I do. I'm going to make a post about that. And then hopefully that will resonate. And that's what I call promotion, but that's not marketing. Um, when it comes to marketing, there's the word market in it because it's all about the audience and the people that you're trying to, to attract, really. Um, so when it comes to your content, it's very important that you know exactly that you're speaking to the right people and um, being clear of who you're for as well and what you are and your role basically as a as a content creator regardless of the type of content that you're making is to lay the easiest possible path for your audience to find you so there's different ways you can do it through through content um, and basically what you want to do is kind of building a journey for your audience starting with connecting with the right people um, building trust with them and then you can sell down the line to them mm -hmm. uh, but so so um, I would say 
if I had to, to give a bit of a step-by-step in that way to attract your audience is, number one, be really clear on your purpose of your business. Um, mm-hmm. the, the only reason why people will, down the line, spend money on your art, your creations, your your skills, your creative services is going to be um, because there's something in it for them. They see value in what you have to in in what you're doing. So it's first important to know and have a clear understanding of what value that you're providing as a as a as a creative, uh, so that you can communicate that value in a way that that audience will relate to. And then once you understand the value and the purpose of your business, you can then research your audience and really understand their desires and, uh, you know, their identities, their problems, all the reasons why they they need what what you create and what you make. Um, And then in your content, if you inject some of that, they'll start paying attention to you and paying attention to to what you're talking about because they'll be able to relate to to that. So Mm. to give a bit of a more concrete example to that, let's say that, I don't, for example, you're a jewelry designer. Um, the reason why people buy jewelry is not, you're not really basically selling jewelry. What you're selling is really confidence because when you're, when, 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 if I buy earrings, for example, the reason why I buy them is that could be because they go well with an outfit of mine or there's something that I like about them, but really I would wear these earrings because they make me feel good. They make me feel confident. They make me feel like, Mm -hmm. you know, present in the moment so if my content if I'm a jewelry designer and and I acknowledge that and um, my content is designed to showcase that confidence then you'll attract the people who are who who are uh, interested in 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 what you make that way Mm -hmm. that makes sense that is is all just golden advice it it really what I was thinking about what you were talking about that was just the art of storytelling because there's a lot of you know language around how to create a promotion or uh, a marketing funnel or how to promote your work there's so many ways to describe it but mm-hmm. really the one of the core things about it is knowing like you said knowing exactly what it is what is the the core thing that you are providing what's that value in the the change in behavior that is happening when someone, you know, before they put on the jewelry, they have a certain view of themselves or emotion set. And then after they Mm -hmm. put it on, it's different. That's what, that's what you're providing because you are providing a valuable service and then telling that in a, in a way that's a story driven format. So telling your own story is usually a great way to do that. Telling the story of how you got into like really caring about that or, or other clients you've had that have experienced it. Um, That's why, you know, I'm sure that you do this too, but when I work with clients, it's really focused on just using what we have to create a workflow that focuses on storytelling of you Mm -hmm. and other people, because nothing else is going to be as impactful as letting letting yourself tell a story and let others tell their story because we're at the end of the day, we're just, our, our human brains just want a story. We want the structure, the the cause effect. We want uh-huh. to hear it. And we can't, we can't really do effective work without doing that. So I love how you phrase that and, and set that up because that's really simple. And I hope that mm-hmm. everybody writes that down. If, if you're confused, you don't know what the answer is. You can still just write down what, 
we said and and just think about it for a little bit that'll be Mm -hmm. an infinitely better way of going about it than just you know jumping in without any uh advice mm-hmm. or anything so i'm so excited for this is how as how this is going to help people um i would love for you to tell us uh you, you provide uh promoting and, and marketing help on things on other platforms like blogs uh, and email marketing so can you tell us how do you decide what an artist should be promoting their work on because there's so many ways that they could do it Do you have a a kind of a system of how you help an artist decide what they should be investing in on Mm -hmm. what platforms? Yeah, so of course. um, So every time somebody comes to me and asks me the question, um, you know, what are the best platforms? What what platform should I be on? I always start by kind of explaining what the choices are. Um, And it also comes down to really four categories of ways of marketing yourself or marketing channels in the kind of more business jargon I guess Mm -hmm. number one you have creating your own content so that's anything from social media to video marketing blog creating newsletters anything that involves you creating your own content number two is harnessing other people's audiences so that's going to be things like maybe getting featured in the press partnerships and collaborations with other artists Um, for example Etsy SEO because Etsy has their own audience already um and uh you know when you create a, an etsy shop for example that what you're doing is really just using etsy's audience in order for you to 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 to, to market yourself uh you mm-hmm. can use influencers marketing affiliate marketing that's all basically anytime um you know instead of creating your own content and trying to attract your own audience you can just get visibility by being in front of other people and then you have in person so anything like conferences and craft shows and uh, things like that and then finally ads when I meet mm-hmm. an artist I always tend them tell them if you don't know who your audience is if you don't know how to generate sales um, or if you've had sales in the past but you're unable to explain how you managed to make that happen stay away from ads <laughs> that's always what I say uh, because it's gonna be you might get by injecting a bit of money into um into some ad platforms you might get a couple of sales here and there but you won't be able to scale it so that that's going to lead to a lot of money uh wasted and even you know i hear that advice all the time you know even if you have say like a fiver a day that you could spend on ads to grow your page and things like that um you know you should you should use ads and i i don't agree with that advice in general because you know a fiver a day over five days that's 25 dollars um to use for mm-hmm. a month, which could which could be invested in a tool that's gonna maybe make your content faster to create, or you know something else to create. So I I would say say stay away from ads in most cases unless you were able to make sales before, and then after that I'll tell them okay well now now we're looking at either creating your own content or other ways to 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 gain to gain visibility visibility. You need to consider four factors. Number one, the time that you have on your hands, because some platforms, some ways of marketing yourself are way more time consuming than others. Social media is one of them. Um, and if you are if you don't have the budget to outsource, for example, you're going to have to do it yourself. And do you have the capacity to do that? Some people have children. Some people have uh, a side job as well. So it, it's something to consider for sure. Uh, is there mm-hmm. evidence of your audience as well in on the platforms that you're considering? 
Um, and a good way to do that, to, to find out if there is evidence of your audience, is look at your competition. So um, if, if you see your competition and you see that they're seemingly all generating sales on that platform, there's a good chance that your audience is going to be there as well. Um, also look at the affinity with the platforms. I think that there is no need to overburden yourself with a platform that you don't have much affinity with, you know nothing about, or you're stressed about it technically. I see a lot of people getting stressed out about TikTok, for example, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah, you've, you've had that. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're not comfortable with TikTok, but you're comfortable with Instagram, just start with Instagram. <laughs> that's, that's one of the, mm -hmm. you know, there's no reason to make it more complicated than it needs to be. And look at your natural strength as well. Maybe you love video, in which case... TikTok is a great place to, to, to be for you. <laughs> um, and then, so once we consider these factors, there, there should usually be um, a sort of mini list of platforms that's, that, that seem attractive to, to the creative I'm talking to. And so next thing is to be a bit strategic about it. I always say you should never be on more than three platforms at a time, uh, but very specific uh, ones. So number one, um, a platform to sell. So I like to kind of look at the process from like the reverse process. If there was a customer coming to you today uh, and saying that they want to buy from you, where do they go? What do they, what do they do? What, what's the next step they need to do? So for some creatives, it might be, well, go on my Etsy shop and place an order. So Etsy is your platform that you're using for selling. Uh, for some of them is DM me on Instagram directly. Um, you know, so you, you got to think about what's what's your kind of sales process in that way. So that's the first platform that you need to think about. The second mm -hmm. one is a platform for visibility. And now usually that's where the choice is. <laughs> There's so many of them. So, mm -hmm. um, but I would say choose one for visibility. So don't spread yourself too thin and go on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, um, create a blog and <laughs> that's because that, mm -hmm. that's too much for one person unless you know unless you're already generating money through one platform and you're able to invest that money in maybe outsourcing some of the of the social media work or um or 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 anything then you can um it, it's going to be too much to have more than one platform so one platform for selling one platform for visibility which can be the same so, for example, if you're just getting started, you don't need a website. Maybe you just start with Instagram and people DM you on Instagram if they want to buy and you have a Stripe link to give them what they need. That can be as simple as that. And then the mm -hmm. third platform that they need, and I would say anybody should uh, do that, uh, is a platform to nurture your relationship with your audience. A platform that means that you're going to be owning your audience and there's not many solutions for that. That's building an email list i would say to everyone start building your email list early on so that um you know the, the main benefit to that is see if you're on instagram or facebook or tiktok if the platform goes down tomorrow you have no audience anymore mm -hmm. uh, if you get locked out you've got no audience anymore if somebody hacks mm -hmm. your account you've got no audience anymore so it's very important to have your email list because you're always going to own that email list let's say you're a mailchimp you always have the the data anyway that so you can if mailchimp goes down you can move to active campaign for example with your email is that that doesn't change anything so that's why it's um, it's important to have to have that so that's usually the yeah the oh. process that i go through <laughs> wow i i adore all of this i was you we can't see each other because we're using just audio today but i was just shaking my head <laughs> up oh. and down um <laughs> 
I, I, when I, I mean, when I meet with someone, I, I want to know, first of all, that they have a business plan, right? That's mm-hmm. overarching. Um, that's a long-term plan to nurture their audience in a place that they own, right? And if they don't know what that is, I'll explain that or I'll send them to someone like you and be like, listen, we need to get that done first, right? <laughs> and then, and then I, and then I take into, into account, okay, not everybody needs every platform. So I like to know that just like you said, I want to make sure that, you know, if it's social media, that it is what you need. It might not be what you need, or it might really be like email marketing. I had that happen like a month ago where someone came up to me and I was like, listen, it sounds like you already have a big ecosystem and a lot of resources that are people that are not on social media and you have their emails. Mm -hmm. So I was like, so I was like, it's time for, and I hope they reach out to you. Let me know if they do. But <laughs> I was like, it's time for something else first. And I was like, everybody has a different amount of how much they should invest in each platform. And mm-hmm. you have to you have to take into account, like, what's the barrier to entry? How much anxiety does it give you? Do you have the equipment to film? Uh, do you have the time to write yeah. email campaigns? Can you outsource? There's so many questions. Uh-huh. So if if anybody is listening to this and they feel like, wow, that's a lot of options. You know, the D- DM, uh, DM Lorraine, Lauren, sorry, <laughs> I keep saying your name wrong. Um, <laughs> no problem. And, and, uh, cause my, my aunt's name is that I'm so, I'm so confused when I hear that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, like DM someone who knows more than you and just ask, because what you just said was so important. All those points are so fantastic. And I know that if, if an artist is thinking about other platforms or they don't know what's right for them it's a great option to ask someone a question and Mm -hmm. and just say you know what do you think because that's what we're here to do we're here to help you figure it out and we don't want you to waste any time on youtube Mm -hmm. if you don't need to be on youtube (laughs) so (laughs) exactly yes (laughs) i i know that um you have to run off to another meeting soon so can you tell us uh just real quick what is your favorite part about what you do Oh, there's so many things I love about what I do, but I think I think I it's if I have to pick one, I think it would be how I can see other introverted artists kind of start accepting themselves every time. I think the biggest compliment I've ever had was coming from um, um, an artist who took part in my mentoring program, and she told me that when she met me. She, initially she felt like a, a lost cause and she was felt like she was not cut out for business but then after going mm-hmm. through the mentoring process um she then finally was able to have fun growing her own creative business and to me that meant the world because it's literally how I felt as well so like seeing that process of realizing how how um you know powerful introverts can be in business mm-hmm. as well actually we have so many strengths and the fact that I, I can get some artists to realize that it's it's it means the world to me so yeah that's my wow. favorite <laughs> wow and i i'm so excited to to hear more and like keep seeing your content pop up on my page to see what you're up to i feel like it's just such a it's just such a wonderful audience that you and I both get to work with. They're just the yes. best people. There's no one else that I'd rather like work with than people who are so right brained. I love them so much. Oh. Um, can you tell us how we can find you or 
or work with you if we want to know more? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at lauren.quentin. There's an E at the end of my name because that's the French spelling <laughs> for Lauren. Um, okay. And um, yeah, I, I guess by the time this podcast is going to be released, my Quiet Creative Business Academy will be released. So uh, that's going to be nice. um, a course um, to go from really shy and self-conscious artists to um, to confident creative entrepreneur leading the growth of their creative business. So I, I'm super excited about being able to open the doors to, to the Academy. So um, that's how you can do, work with me moving forward. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> wonderful. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, I appreciate all of your words and I, I can't wait to, to chat again. If you, you know, if you ever want to DM me, please just let me know. Or if you have, you know, memes too. I like memes about artists. I will always <laughs> reshare those. It's, same uh, same it's, for you as well. So if you, if you want to email me as well and <laughs> send yeah. me like <laughs> Yeah, memes are my friendship language for sure. It's like my favorite thing ever. Um, yeah, thank you so I much. I, I know you got another meeting, so please uh, enjoy your evening. Enjoy uh, the springtime. It's, it sounds lovely out there. No problem. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, and you too. <laughs> thank you for spending time with me today. You can submit questions and apply to be on the podcast or just chat with us on our Discord server by visiting me on Instagram or TikTok and searching for the name Hanala, H-A-N-N-A-L-A-H and then clicking on the link in my bio. Please make sure to leave us a review. It helps me so much to connect with more brilliant artists and creatives. I can't wait to talk to you all again soon.